What's happening, y'all? Welcome back to the Christ Like Podcast. Just King here, and I would like to thank you all for watching, for cl clicking onto this video. Ooh, and I would like to ask you all to just be seated, get something to eat, be prepared for a word, and to just take it within your day. As the word for today is humbleness. Be humble, stay humble, and not walk within pride. As the definition of humbleness is to not be proud. I feel as though it's on the same level as meekness, as meekness is walking in submission to the ones around you. But within the Christ-like walk, we're walking in submission to God. So to be humble is to walk within a, as I wrote here, looking towards the Lord for guidance, whether that be through the counsel that he gives you or through the signs and the things that he convicts you in through his word. So as we walk through this life, as I've been walking through these weeks, the one thing that has reached out to me, that has shown itself to me the most within this walk and that I have to improve in is walking humbly within the Lord for multiple reasons. But without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Hmm. Father, thank you for this day. And I thank you for you guiding my words and my heart this day to start this podcast, to speak on your word. I ask that you guide my mind and the things, the anecdotes, the examples for your audience, for your children to receive so that it may not be me trying to give a point, but it may be you pouring into them exactly what they need. In Jesus' name, amen. I, in these past weeks, have been moving and trying to understand what the Lord wants, wants me to improve in. And he hit me with humbleness. And I was thinking to myself, what what more do I have to be humbled in? I'm, I'm trying to be submissive, trying to be obedient to what you've called me to do whether that be in a job or that be in the places that i that i go to that be the place people that i live with the things that i do what, what more do you want me to do and then i realized that it's not just the places that i'm at is how my attitude is within those spaces how am i how am i being a follower of christ within the areas that he's called me into if i'm to be humble it doesn't just mean to be looking to him for guidance. It also means to trust him within that guidance. Trust is a very big thing on this on this podcast, on this channel in general, because that's, that's the main thing that we need within Christ. The only way that we can truly give ourselves to him, we have to submit to him. But in order of submitting or listening to him, we need to trust him. A dog is not going to listen to his owner if they do not trust his owner. I see a pattern within dog videos where a owner is trying to walk the dog. Mind you, the dog usually seems all nice and, and cuddly with the owner. But then as soon as somebody walks by, then it gets really defensive. And what I've learned from just watching these videos and being interested in, in general is that a dog trainer teaches the person to make sure that they take control of the situation rather than a dog having to take control of the situation. And I see this within relationships as well. In order for us to, which is, it's not, and I don't, it's funny that I do this a lot. I compare dogs in different situations, which not calling people dogs or anything, but I see a pattern because we all, honestly, we're all animals. It's just that we're a bit more sophisticated. I mean, the Lord has blessed us to take and dominate the world, but he give us an understanding of these things that we have to do to dominate. But in order for us to dominate, we need to understand and to use them in our daily life. So to get back on schedule the similarity between the two 
is understanding that within our relationships, we have to not let the relationship take control of us, but we have to take control of what we are in. So when we are in a certain area, let's say guy and girl, if a guy is supposed to lead, then he has a lead in different things. He has to also make them feel safe. There's safety within the environment. There's safety within the environment for a child. But if you're not able to make your wife feel, um, feel comfortable or even your child, or even if a wife is not able to make your child feel comfortable, then how are they supposed to trust you? And that's the main thing I'm trying to get at. The questions relationship-wise, slight tangent. A lot of women question their man because they want to understand and feel safe within the, within the situation that they're in because this person is supposed to protect them and to guide them essentially. Now we both are independent, but many of the questions come up because there's not an understanding. And there's been this new thing like the soft, soft girl season or whatever, which you don't have to ask questions, but that's because that has been achieved of the trust factor that has been reached there where a person hasn't had to have, hmm, hasn't had to ask all those questions because they got it and they show it and they take control of the situation. They take control of what needs to happen. And that's exactly what God does in our lives as we do it on a very micro level the Lord does it on a macro level that we do not even understand. I like to call it 50 birds, one stone. He does one thing, take care of, takes care of us for the rest of our life. Just making us, making it possible for many of us to live when people thought we would die. I know that I was in a situation in, I think, North Philly. Basically, I could have died after being in a bar fight, after potentially protecting my friend that was about to get swung on outside. Dex saying, I know, dude's trying to swing at me, swinging at me. And when you leave, about to get strapped. But then all of a sudden, look around, see nobody outside no more. Mind you, it's a brawl. It's about, let's say, Three dudes over here on my one man's that was going to get swung on. He on a car. Other dude, other man's got like seven dudes on him for some apparent reason. They took out a stool. I'm like, why you take out a stool? What, what's going on? Like, what? <laughs> we ain't even do nothing. Man's dancing with somebody. Only reason it started was because man's was dancing with somebody in the club. Of course, this was this was in my first year with Christ. So this was about three years ago. But in a club, he was dancing with a joint before we left. Right? We were supposed to be leaving in that moment. Before we left, he went to dance with John, mad crowded, bull standing right behind him. Next thing you know, he dancing, of course, so he's going to bump into him. He's like, yo, watch it. He's like, my fault. Do it again. And he's like, yo, and he push him, push him again. But then after that, when he was lingering and I'm stepping like, I see what you're about to do. So stand in, intercept, be like, chill, chill, throw us out. Everybody come outside. So then you go from everybody outside to nothing. I'm looking for my glasses. I'm all mad. Like, I'm not even trying to fight the man. I'm partially pacifist when it comes to fighting, but I, but when it comes to somebody else, then I protect, especially with my history and things and such. But with that being said, it's the way that the Lord allowed that to happen. And I took from that situation, from let's say getting a chipped tooth, that the Lord in a way humbled me with 
in which this is this is not recent. So Lord humbling me with chip tooth and not necessarily that my chip my tooth was chipped that I was mad about, but how it happened and wanting it to go better and wanting to have more control. And then looking back and always asking guys like, why did you why did you let that specific tooth get chipped? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? But then if I keep moving forward and understand the trust that I have in him, we can look back and look at these situations and understand that he has control over all things within our lives. This actually connects to the sermon that my pastor, Pastor Lambert, is talking about for the past, I believe, three weeks to where it is. The subject is trust the plan. The Lord has it. Trust the plan. Stop asking all these questions. If you want to know how long you're going to be in it, go ahead and ask. But don't be in a situation not trying to learn from what you can attain from the situation. And that's initially the predominance of what I'm trying to say within this and what I've been through. So these past weeks, I've been trying to understand. And like I said in the beginning, what what do I have to be humble about? I'm doing everything you told, you told me to do. But he said, look at your attitude. You want to be higher, but you're not utilizing the what you what you have been given for greater. You haven't been giving me all of what you are. You haven't been improvising. I made you adaptable, improvising, creative a man of God, but you haven't shown me that to the degree to where I can give you the increase. So you have to not look in yourself in a prideful manner, but to understand that I'm not going to be able to give you the new thing if you're not going to be able to utilize the old thing. So then when I was looking at it, I'm thinking like, hmm, okay. Trying to make sure I'm doing all that I can with where I'm at, keeping a, and it's also the word, the, the word of tongue. How you speak on your situation, how I speak on my situation can affect where I am because I found that I I don't like this, but I find it interesting when it happens, when I perceive it, that multiple clients would ask me if I like my job. Multiple clients would ask me how much I get paid and it would be in the same day or in the same week. And then in the later weeks, they wouldn't ask that question and it wouldn't be the same ones every time. So then I would think to myself, hmm in the middle of it and I give a good answer to where somebody asked me do you see yourself doing this for a long period of time and if the one answer I look at a guy like hey ah, ah, to where I said basically I see this as a starting point to where I am to go in the future it sounded so ominous I was there here looking like Jesus I, I sound like you a little bit trying to be Christ like so as I was doing that <laughs> As I was doing that, and as I told him that answer, somebody else asked me, and I gave him the same answer. And I kept thinking about the answer to really, it's so good how the Lord guided my tongue to speak in a way that was, in a way, ominous. That was that was very obtuse, but at the same time, it was an understanding of my situation that didn't leave them out of the situation, but let them understand that this is a small piece of what is to come, which is similar to a lot of things that we are to do in our lives with with Christ. Because I know that he has me doing a lot, say this podcast, personal training, writing poetry, being in 
Bible study, evangelizing inside of the Bible study because created with purpose does many things. And we as followers of Christ initially have to do a lot in the first place. His word says that we are to help the homeless and the widows. And that's just just off the bat. So if you don't know what to do, then you say, okay, what does the Lord say I should do? If I'm bored, then let me go serve the people because that's initially what you're supposed to be doing. But you have to be willing. You have to be loving within the thing that you do. And that goes into the next point of the humbleness. It was a job, but it's also at home. So when I come back here, I have to acknowledge it as my home, which is still difficult because the place that I believe you call home, you have to be comfortable in. You have to feel safe in. And I'm not saying I don't feel any of these. I'm saying just the definition of it. You have to feel comfortable. You have to feel safe. You have to feel as though you can do anything you want in it. But even in the Lord's house, there are restrictions. And even in the Lord's house, there will be things like we are God's children on a place that he has made. This is a place that he will not let us die in without his consent. He will not just say, oh, snap, <laughs> where... Where did Esteban go? Where did Sebastian go? Where did Claretta go? Where? Why are they? Oh, no, they dead under the house. Who did I, I put an angel? No, he knows exactly what's happening. He knows where you are. He knows every ounce that you weigh. He knows all things. He knows every thought that you have in your mind, including right now, including with what I said. Even if you're saying, oh, this man ain't funny. Like, he hear that. Or you saying this man's hilarious. He hear that. Or he's like, oh, those glasses fire. He hear that. Yeah, I got these from Fermo. But anyway, going through all of these things and understanding that the Lord has us within the job as well as a place, the home, it's utilizing the space that we have and knowing that I'm not going to be here forever. I have to still take care of the people that I'm with in this place and not just them because that's that's fine. That's I'm, I'm I'm fine doing that and that doesn't feel like a burden the burden is when I have to take care of myself and all the things that are in a way tasked for me in this place the humbleness comes within doing the task and not thinking that I can do so much when the Lord has guided me to do compared to what I want to do myself so little the humbleness is trusting in God and having a seat and learning to rest I'm learning to rest, which I think is hilarious because I've been telling one of my friends, which are twins, and they are also the leaders of Creative with Purpose, that they need to rest. <laughs> to be fair, their workload is way more than mine. So me saying rest, well, I need to rest is is easier for me, but harder for them. But so still giving those reminders is always key because you can be you can get consumed so easily within say somebody being a CEO and other people that just do so much for their work and then get so consumed that they just start to lose themselves within it. So trying to be selfless within that manner. But that actually goes into the scripture that I was thinking about. There's a scripture that I was thinking about when I got on here. I believe that it is Matthew where it says that the Lord told somebody to take the plank out of their own eye but 
Matthew 7 verses 3 to 5. That's how fast that you can look it up on your phone whenever you don't know something. Be confident within a word, y'all. Just going to look for a better Amplified Bible. Sure. And it says three to five. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own? You hypocrite, play actor, pretender. First get the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck of your brothers. This hit me the most within this time because I was in a way directing along with wanting to be a life coach, wanting to be one that guides people, even in these just saying, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that, or that I'm learning this. I have to walk through within finishing learning it while giving it to y'all because it's, it's Matthew 7 verses 3 to 5. That's how fast that you can look it up on your phone whenever you don't know something. Be confident within a word, y'all. Just going to look for a better Amplified Bible? Sure. And it says three to five. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice and acknowledge the egregious log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own? You hypocrite, play actor, pretender. First get the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck of your brother's. This hit me the most within this time because I was in a way directing along with wanting to be a life coach, wanting to be one that guides people, even in these just saying, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that, or that I'm learning this. I have to walk through within finishing learning it while giving it to y'all because it's, it's prompted. If we are to be following Christ, we have to understand that there's things that we need to be edified in. We can't disciple people if we are not a disciple ourselves. How is Jesus going to be discipling people if he ain't even built up in the wisdom that he was grew up, that he was grown up into? It's actually a piece of why he didn't just come down here in a in a in a in a spiritual body because he for one he's done that already. That was in Sodom Gomorrah days. But in Luke, I believe in the very beginning you can read the first three chapters to learn about how it became and look through. It gives you really straightforward. One of the last lines speaks on how he went to the temple and he was in a way built up within wisdom, meaning that Jesus didn't come here just knowing all. He purposefully took stuff away from his regular body so that he can learn it and so that he can show us the way throughout, And which is just amazing, honestly, that, that you come in in an avatar per se, and do what we have to do every day and show us how easy it can be if we actually put our minds to it and be diligent within all the things that we have to do. But then if we are prideful thinking that we can attain all of it by ourselves rather than <clears throat> being like Jesus and going actually to the counselors, to the temple, learning from the scriptures, learning from all of these things, from our brothers and sisters that are further on the path than we are, then we in a way lose the very thing that we desire. So it's an amazing thing to walk within understanding who the Lord is and what we have to do. But I'm learning right now that the Lord wants and is calling many of us 
to be humble, to rest when we tell others to rest, to make sure that just as I began, I started this whole podcast from the very first episode, that this word is a two-edged sword, two-edged blade. What I say to you also speaks to myself, and I have to walk in it. If I tell my friends they have to rest, I also have to rest. If they're putting in work, I also have to put in work. But we all have to put in work. And if they say they're doing something, I should be encouraged within what they speak to me because that is what friends are for. We are supposed to be iron sharpening iron. We are supposed to be ones that are carrying each other's burdens and in a way having a door to release so that we can be able to keep moving. And that door is to Christ. First and foremost, hmm. <clears throat> hmm. that's a good point. I have here where I was talking to, I've been talking to one of my friends and partially discipling her. Now it's a bit on and off because she's actually thinking about, well, we met about four months ago and she has been talking about, she explained to me that when meeting a new person, which makes perfect sense, meeting a new person, she starts to mirror their actions and want to be accepted. So because of that, she wanted to separate because she doesn't want to do it for me. She doesn't want to do this Christ walk with for me, but she wants to do it for herself. And I appreciate her saying that because I explained to her. And just as I say to you, the Lord is only going to, you know, that the Lord is working in somebody because he calls them to him. His sheep know his voice. And the Lord graces us to be on this journey with him. I believe that's in, in Romans somewhere. There's a lot of it's a lot of scripture drops in here. I have to find that. Okay. It's taking me some time, but if I find it, I'm going to put it at the bottom. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that there's a scripture that says that the Lord graces us for this walk with him and he calls us towards him. So if it is truly of him for us to be on this path. In this time, of course, because he's he's separate. It's amazing how he's working because he's separating her from things that she used to be in, and she sees it for herself. And I'm giving guidance within a godly, Christ-like way, and I'm realizing that how I speak to her is more of a teacher rather than a friend. So then, sometimes it can be conviction, sometimes it can be stern, sometimes it can be friendly, but at the same time, it it's not always welcoming. Or is not always welcome because I give welcoming tone and I let you speak how you will. I'm not going to correct you on how you speak to me. Of course, if if you are cursing a lot, then that, that can be a bit stringy. Stringy is not the word, but pet peevy, touchy. What I'm trying to say is, you know who I am. You know I'm a Christian man. You know I don't curse. I don't feel comfortable with cursing. Of course, people of the world will be people. But if you know that you're a Christian, starting out Christian, and there are certain things that is to be corrected, then I give my hand in openly correcting. Not as a, oh, don't do that, oh, don't do that, but just a, a optional type of, hey, can you not curse as much? Or hey, by the way, as a Christian, that's something that you are to in a way let go of but then the more I did it the more I had an epiphany these past three weeks was that I was doing that a bit too much and that was a piece that the Lord guided me and being humbled in that I am to be a friend excuse me 
that can help disciple a friend for discipling a person is to help them become more Christ-like. The disciples of Christ, the apostles of Christ are the ones that witnessed him and the ones that are following him the most. And because they follow him the most, they, they started to personify him, to walk within the way of him, to walk within the faith of him, to walk within the powers that he has given. And the more that I move and walk, the more I understand that it's, it's, it takes time. It's not that easy to direct somebody because when I was doing this, it felt hard, but I have a very open mind when talking, when trying to address a situation and not trying to change you, but trying to give options. And that's how I talk. That's how I teach. Even on here, it's not something that you have to live by because we have free will, but it's something that is an option to live by as well as if you want, because a lot of things that we go through, not even on a, on a godly level, but on a regular general level, a lot of things that we go through, if we put God in this situation, it would help. Some people don't understand why you have to put God in everything. Why do you think? Because everything that the Lord does for good is for good. It, it, it all ends for good. And even though something bad may have happened in the past, look at where you are now. The Lord has placed you in this place for a reason. There may be things that I could not have done in the past, like let's say eat for a few days or even go to a party or something and wondering, oh, why can't I go to this party? If the Lord closes the door, it may be for protection. It may be because somebody that you have, haven't seen in a few years that has a grudge that, that might, might go crazy is there. It doesn't matter. The main point is to trust the Lord within where you're at. And I'm learning within the humbleness, within the being a friend more than a teacher, is that there's more silence that is needed. In order for somebody to learn, they need to go through it by themselves at certain times. I can't baby them. I can't say, oh, well, you know, you you know, you're not supposed to be doing that, right? If they don't ask for it, then don't give it. It's one thing I do do well, though. I ask, would you like to hear it from a Christian point of view, from a, from a godly point of view perspective and then says oh sure she's very she's very she's very kind quite adorable and <clears throat> when I speak she takes it in she understands but then certain things she has a process but then there's of course a resistance within not just her but also within people in general even myself because I find that a lot of things I'm agreeing with the Lord but then I've, I've had a few days where I was I was extremely upset that I had to do some things and I was wondering why like one time it was fasting I was like Lord why are we doing this impromptu fast <laughs> he told me don't eat for like three days <laughs> don't eat for a day I'm like don't eat I bargained for a day and then I somehow got into it two days and it was just like one more day just just one more and then I said <sighs> laid on the ground <laughs> sprawled in fetal position just not not having hunger pains but it felt like a spiritual shedding of the the cravings to devour it sounds it sounds like what it sounds like so the more that i did that and the more that i resisted the more that i understood that i had to be quiet talking as a teacher is nice sometimes when it's when it's asked for but i had to be a friend first because 
if I'm talking like a teacher all the time, then when you go the opposite way or when you feel like you want to resist, then it, it may turn into a battleground rather than an understanding point of view so that you can still see me be Christ-like within all that I be. And the one thing that's Christ-like most of all is accepting a person for who they are and not necessarily accepting them so that they can keep doing it, but to acknowledge that the Lord is the one that has the work in them and not you. You be the example within your lifestyle first. And if they have a question about a situation, they want help in something, then you give them the Christ-like answer and you keep them moving. Because if they don't want that, if they have already denied the Lord, then it's on the Lord's timing. And if they accepted the Lord, then that's when you can move in and say, hey, I see you're doing something not Christ-like. Can I tell you about it? But then they deny it still. Then lukewarm is the same thing as in a way just living in sin. So just let the Lord deal with them. Either way, focus on yourself. I have to focus on myself. I have to recognize that it's not my duty to be instructing whenever a person's here with me, but it is welcomed when the person asks for it. And the Lord has used me within that skill, but that doesn't mean I have to organize and and illustrate that skill that he's given to me in every space that I'm in. Sometimes I just need to be quiet, be a friend, be quiet, be a student, be quiet, be a son, be quiet, be a, a worker. Being slow to speak. I've been getting better at it. And the more that I've been getting better at it, I find that I, I I have more peaceful situations, more peaceful conversations, and I'm able to see and understand more things than I used to perceive. And I like that. I wanted to end off on this. Humbleness is recognizing that the Lord is the one moving in us. But even as the Lord is moving in us, he is also moving around us. He's moving within the understanding of what we need, what we have, what we don't have, what we're going to get, who we're going to be introduced to, along with the environmental situations that we're going to be in. In order for me to be humble in this season, I have to recognize that he has my promotion. He has my money. He has my family, he has my wife, he has my kids, he have, I don't have none of those yet, but they come and sit in the amen. He has all of the things that I desire as well as the things that I have. He takes care of me and I, I have to remember that whenever I get frustrated, whenever I feel as though something's supposed to be coming, because truthfully, I know that the increase that is to come would allow certain things to happen that would make me feel more at peace. But the question is, why don't you feel at peace with just God being by your side? You're relying on something to give you peace when the, the thing that's supposed to give you peace is me. Mm. Yeah, he just spoke to me with that. It's gonna take that in real quick. your father has for you what he has for you and if you don't have it yet then you don't need it i heard that today too this this heard that at church and it hit different because 
if I don't have it yet, then I don't need it. Lord, along with me thinking about what I could have done in the past to get ready for the future. And I was thinking I could have had that instead of this right now. And if I had that instead of this right now, then I would probably have a different situation. And then I would be, I'll be feeling a little more comfortable, but it's not about just, it's whatever happened, happened. One song that I was listening to was Yesterday Is Gone by Caleb. So the premise of it is Yesterday Gone, focus on the future. Another one is Wait, same person. And those two go back and back along with, we should, I should make that, I should make that a segment on here. Like, like music with Zay, music with Just King, but nah. So focus on the future, focus on where you're going next. Focus on the peace that the Lord is giving you now, being joyful. I put a little Easter egg in the, in the beginning, or should I say a little, a little segment in the beginning, a little small piece. That small piece was about how I felt contentment in where I'm at, but it felt concerning. I don't know what this means. I don't know why I feel like this, but contentment could just be the, the understanding that the Lord has you. Just as a child is joyful and gleeful and jumping around and, and doing all the thing, only at like a month, year old, years old, or I should say a year I mean, a month, years old, year old, a month out of a year old, they're not doing much. But a year, possibly walking around, possibly talking, depending. That's on a rare occasion. But looking towards that and seeing how gleeful they are, how much of themselves they are before they even know themselves truly. Seeing someone that has developed 20 or so more years that has that looks less developed compared to the other because of how much they've been broken down. The Lord wants us to be like a baby, a child in his hands because of how much we have to trust in him. The last thing I want to say is that in church, I heard and I received that the Lord guides and allows situations so that we can have more of a trust in him, so that we can have a dependency on him so that we can be in a way made to go to him. Because if we if if we are made to go to him, then it will have him answer our call. As we have free will, so he allows us to do what we will. But if we want his will, then that gives him a way to come into our lives, answering a call that he's been wanting to answer for a short to a long time. So as I humble myself and as I go throughout these next few weeks, trying to understand what else the Lord wants me to do, how he wants me to talk, speak, be quiet, be slow to speak, be slow to speak, slow to anger, not letting my actions go to dust, but moving in diligence in the places that I'm at. I hope that you, my brother and sister, are able to do the same. Of course, there is a way to support the podcast. It should be down below. Cash app. As well as if you just want to comment, say what you learned from this, say what you're going through, say anything that you may feel honestly just in relation or writing a scripture that has been helping you within learning what humbleness really means for yourself with your relationship with Christ. Definitely go ahead. 
If you haven't already, like, subscribe and spread it to your friends that may need it to be humble. But for right now, that'll be it. Just hang out. God bless.